upon the service. Help us to be expectant for what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. The chains are broken. Chains are broken. You have spoken. It is finished on the cross. Now I'm living in your freedom. Jesus, you have by the power, by the power of your spirit. Every captive is released for this purpose. I am living, come on, Jesus, you have said, nothing's gonna hold me back, nothing's gonna hold me back, nothing's gonna keep me down, Jesus has set me free, and I'm free indeed, and I will give you praise, with everything I I'm surrounded by your goodness. I am covered by your grace. My heart is grateful, ever thankful. Jesus, you have set me free. Nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna keep me down. Jesus has set me free. Come on, what you got? Let's sing, we are free. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. We are free. We are free. Come on, we declare it this morning. We are free. We are free. We are free. And we have the victory. We are free. We are free. We are free. And we are the victory. We are free. We are free. And we have. I will.
Yes, Father, we do praise You. We give You thanks. Lord, we thank You for the words of Jesus. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Well, Lord, that's an awesome statement. But Lord, it's true. We shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. Father, I pray upon every one of us this morning, Lord, that Your truth, Lord, would shine into our hearts and our minds. And that, Lord, we would know Your freedom in increasing measure. That, Lord, Your name would be exalted. And everyone said, Amen. Well, great to see you this morning. Give your neighbour a high five and take a seat. You're looking good. You're sounding good. Congratulations for not watching the rugby. Oh, and saying, what's on? <laughs> Only one thing, we can't share the scores because some of us want to watch it afterwards. So, um, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. Well, if you're a visitor, if this is your first or second time at Activate Church, we give you a warm welcome. Great to have you with us this morning. As you leave the gathering, as you go through the auditorium doors on the right-hand side, you'll find some packs there. There'll be a person there. We'd love to meet you and take the opportunity to grab a pack, fill in a few details. There's a free coffee card, so you'll be able to enjoy a hot drink. So, church, let's put our hands together and welcome our visitors this morning. Great to have you with us. Guess what? October is CIA month. Wow, church in action. Who's ready for some action? Yeah, fantastic. Well, as you would have come in the foyer this morning, you would have seen these food bags. So can I really encourage you to get one of these? Sign up for one of them. Each bag has a number on it, so we know where they've gone to. But if you can fill them up with non-perishables or take them to your workplace and have people contribute uh, to them with non-perishables uh, and bring them back within the week, and we can um, then distribute uh, food to people in our community. And the stories that I hear from people that go, the blessing that activate churches to them when they open up their pantry and they go, there's just not enough food to feed their kids you and I are partnering together to make a difference in our community. That has to be good stuff. That's activating community transformation. And we're partners together on that. So it's exciting stuff, isn't it? And guess what's happening on the 18th of October? Look at that. Can you turn to your neighbour and say a muckin? A muckin. So we're meeting at, um, for our 10am gathering. It'll be a shorter gathering bring some old clothes and we're going to go out to the byways, the alleyways, anyways to do, well not anyways, but we're going to have some fun and we're going to make our community look a little bit better and so people can go around our community and go and smile. Well, Activate Church, it's good that they're here. I'd really miss them if they weren't. We're making a difference for God's glory. Isn't that good? Fantastic. So, Excellent. Well, who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary over the last week? No birthdays. No wedding anniversaries. Okay, who would like some chocolate? Okay, and well, come out. You've got to come out. Come on, Richard, come out. <laughs> Owen's, Owen's lining up for chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to ask Herbert if he would like to come behalf of the host team this morning and I want to give Herbert and his team a huge 
applause to say thank you for the awesome job that they do. Now, look, this has gone terribly wrong. I said you could have chocolate, but I meant you had to stay at the front here with me. Come on on, those who've got chocolate, you've got to come down the front because we're going to stand and we're going to pray. So let's stand and let's pray this wonderful prayer. And, and let's pray this with, in mind of our community as we are in church in action for this month. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Fantastic. Very, very cool. Well, today all over the world is a special day. It's called the Day of Prayer for Jerusalem. Isn't that awesome? And shortly we're going to stand and we're going to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And I think it's Psalm 37, I think. David said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And it's great to partner with believers all over the globe today. In fact, we're going to be some of the earliest praying because a lot of them on the other half of the world are still in bed. But uh, we're going to stand to our feet and pray for God's peace to be over Jerusalem and that His name would be made famous. So why don't you stand with me, church, as we pray for peace in Jerusalem. Father, we thank You, Lord, for the land of Israel. Lord, a land where the feet of Jesus walked upon in the Sea of Galilee, through the streets of Nazareth, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, healing the sick, delivering those oppressed, Lord, even raising, Lord, those from the dead. Lord, it's a land that's filled with hope and promise, but equally it's a land filled with conflict and despair. And so, Father, we lift the land of Israel to You, and Lord, particularly the city of Jerusalem. Father, we pray for Your peace to be upon it. Father, we pray for it to be a place that's rich in the grace and the goodness of God. That, Lord, Your purposes and Your name would be made famous in that city. And, Lord, all over the world, Lord, we give You thanks for the awesome God You are. And may Your name be magnified and exalted forever. And everyone said... Amen. Thank you, church. You may be seated. Fantastic. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Beth. She's going to read the psalm this morning. Immediately following this psalm, if the host team could begin to distribute the emblems, we're going to share communion around the psalm. So maybe we could distribute the emblems now. That would be great. Thanks very much, Beth. Good morning. Cool. Today we're reading from Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has cleared of guilt, those whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. 
Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best path for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and brittle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Great. Let's meditate on the psalm as we hold our emblems and think of the awesome and amazing sacrifice that Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, paid that we might know what it is to have our sins forgiven, to be absolutely declared not guilty, but innocent before Him. Father, we thank you for this wonderful psalm, a psalm where we reflect, Lord, on the incredible sacrifice, the amazing sacrifice that Jesus made for us, that, Lord, as he sat with his disciples in an upper room and broke the bread and gave the wine, Lord, as symbols, as emblems of his body being broken for us and as his blood being poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Father, as we hold these emblems, we give you thanks and we honour you, we praise you, and we say we thank you. Thank you that we can step from darkness into light, from death into life, knowing that you've cleansed us of all our sins, and that we stand in your presence spotless, just as though we'd never sinned. Not because of what we have done, but all because of what you have done on the cross. So church, as we hold these emblems, I'll give thanks and then let us eat and drink together. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for walking the streets of the towns and villages and cities in the land of Israel. Thank you that you went to Jerusalem and outside that city where you were crucified. 
where you took upon you the sins and the weights, the oppressions, the sicknesses of the world, that we might have life and life to the full. Lord, as we hold these emblems, we remember you and we say thank you. Let us eat and drink together. I feel like I just wanted to encourage some of you today. Of course, yes, but specifically, some of you might be thinking to yourself. hear God today like I'm, like I'm used to like I am used to or I have in the past I just want to encourage you today that I believe God will speak to some of us and say something like I'm speaking to you in a new way and I'm opening your ears to hear what I'm saying in this new way alright Sometimes we have those doubts and we have those where are you God moments. But God is saying, I have never stopped speaking, but I'm opening your ears to hear me in a new and greater way. I'm opening up something that's bigger and more spacious than before. And so don't be afraid and don't worry about where you're at because it's, God's doing something incredible in your life. He's never going to stop doing something incredible in your life and He's always growing you. So let's worship today. Let's worship in that faith and that knowing and that security, knowing who God is in our life. You give life. You give life. You are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
storm Every heart that is broken We declare Great are you, Lord It's your breath in our lungs So we pour out our praise Pour out our praise It's your breath
have the paper and pens would be great thanks as they're doing that I really uh, I really encourage you to make a decision now that you're going to be part of the Makin Day on the 18th and it's really good for us to talk about community transformation and things we could do and touching our community and touching our world and all that kind of stuff this is an opportunity for us to do it together and um, you know it's only the morning it's not much different time wise than what a normal Sunday would be and so I encourage you to get involved make a decision now that you're going to be part of that that you're going to be part of blessing our city and um, there'll be stuff that we can all do so it'll be a whole lot of fun so, so get involved with that that'll be great also um, in the next service if you haven't done a DNA class with Activate Church Pastor Ray's leading a DNA class in the next service I really encourage you to to do that you don't need to book just turn up so my question to you is do you have a dream in God do you have a God dream how do you know if it's a God dream well it's probably bigger than what you can accomplish on yourself. But have you got a God dream? I want you to start writing them on the piece of paper. Start writing them out. Make a list. Could be one or two. Could be both sides of the page. It doesn't really matter. But start to put down your God dream on that piece of paper that you've just received. I'm not going to ask you to show it to anybody. This is between you and God. You dream away. Every person should have a list. sitting there and you go, I haven't got a God dream but I pray right now in Jesus' name that that'll be unlocked and it'll start to flow, you'll start to see something every single one of us in this room know people who need to be introduced to Jesus every one of us in this room have influence that God can use and move and speak through, every one of us in this room has relationships beyond ourselves knows people with health issues know people with financial, we might have the financial issues What's a God dream look like in any of those areas? Or all of those areas? in your life and through your life if you let him if you just went with that hunch that's in your spirit maybe God's got this for me write it on the page that's called faith as you start to get it out you start to get it out and get it into the light
keep writing. You don't need to stop. Jan's going to come and she is going to share with us a few of the God dreams, the God um, well, prophetic words that have been spoken over us as a community of faith over the last few years. You keep writing your list as well, but you listen to the sound that God would have. See, when God looks us as looks at us, activate church as a faith community, He has a God dream for us. He sees far more than you see. He sees far more than I can see. Fascinating. A few um, months ago, I um, I was in a meeting and I felt really prompted by God to write what I see down and kind of the size of what I see for the future of different things here and there. And I put it down on a page and then I felt God say to me, Sheridan, that's not big enough. You need to think bigger than what you're thinking. So I went out on a limb as far as I could. You know, I started adding zeros to everything. And, and as far as my mind would let me and my faith would let me, I went out on a limb and I thought, oh my Lord, if we, that is impossible without God. If we could do that, if God could do that, that would be incredible. I was sitting minding my own business later in the day in the same meeting, and Ruth Swift actually tapped me on the shoulder and she said, the Lord's just told me to tell you that you don't think big enough, think bigger. And I thought, far out. What are your God dreams? Put them on the page. Thanks, Jen. Okay, this is a little snippet of words that have been spoken, prophetic words that have been spoken over this church. And I'm going to start from, uh, from May 1998. And this is brought by um, Dean Stanway. For the Lord would say, there is coming a time in this church when I will do something very special in the praise and worship and you will indeed see miracles occur. But the Lord would say, get your heart right to be acceptable to the Lord. In February 1999, Anthony Walton gave this word. The church has a great destiny upon it and it is going to be unlocked. The key to the destiny of this church is to be a great light, to be the manifestation, the character of Christ the manifestation of the Lord as they begin to serve the community. In July 1999, Robin Johnson, an Australian apostolic pastor, brought this word. For you are not an insignificant people, but you are a people who have the seed of my spirit within your heart. And I have declared that this day is a day of healing. For you are going to be a church who is going to increase its significance amongst the nation and the nations to which I will send you. For there will be healing. You have not yet seen. You have seen a glimpse and heard a glimpse this morning. But there is a dimension of healing for spirit, soul and body. And this house will be a house of healing. In March 2000, Margaret McKenzie brought this word. You will see me move, but remember my people, my ways are different from your ways and my thoughts are different from your thoughts. One thing I ask of you, that you love each other deeply. Love each other with a love that comes from my heart. And if you do, 
you will see many drawn to me by the love that you have for one another. In March 2001, Karen Klinkenberg brought this word. We are a people set apart for God. He is going to have people walk up and down this nation and they're going to push back the powers of darkness because they know who they are. They know that they are called. They know they're set apart. In February 2013, Pastor Don Lake spoke this word to the church. Ask, ask, ask. Our church will be a place where people meet Jesus because we ask. God's ears are attentive to us. Ask for our city, nation and nations. God wants us to ask corporately and as individuals. Nations are waiting for us to petition prayers. God is calling us to pray, abandoned and heartfelt prayers. God desires a spirit of obedience, then we can see more than we can imagine. March 2013, Steve McCracken spoke this word to the church. I sense God is setting things up for an appointed time. And this appointed time includes a great harvest. Ruth Swift spoke this word to the church in March 2014. Get ready. I'm about to come and shake the place. I'm preparing your hearts for a great harvest. In the hundreds, if you don't rise up and be the men and women I'm calling you to be, I will not be able to do what I've planned. I'm looking and asking and seeking for men and women who say, here I am. Also on that same day, in a different service, Ruth Swift brought this word, March 2014. He's about to break open. Even as we have thy kingdom come as above, so below. He's about to do something incredible because He's about to stir our hearts. He's about to do something different in our hearts, change our thought patterns from doing something fresh across the nations. I'm coming to this place to move in a powerful way. I'm about to cause my power to fall. Some will even say, this is not God. I'm about to do things that are different, that you've never seen before. I am the Almighty. I'm the God of the impossible. I'm the God who can do all things. I am God. For I'm stirring you. I'm stirring you. Are you ready? Are you ready for what I'm going to do in your life? Do you want it? In February 2015, coming to this year, Steve McCracken brought this word to the church. It's time for many believers to receive and run. Excuse me run with a larger vision than what they currently have. Many people are living in protective mode. You believe this will keep you safe, but in truth, it will keep you bound. God wants us to have a heavenly perspective of our earthly mission. I see this church as a place of sending for the purpose of increased harvest. New souls is to be a characteristic of, our, of this church. I see every person getting a passion for lost people. I see a truly evangelistic church, 
a church filled with people who know and represent the heart of God. Settling down is not on God's radar, nor should it be on yours. There are new opportunities, new appointments and new souls assigned to you. I also see the miraculous being a distinctive of this church and its connected churches. I see signs and wonders following those who believe, becoming commonplace. It's time to stir your faith again. Some of you are waiting for your faith to be stirred, but God says to you today, it is time for you to stir your faith. You cannot increase your faith devoid of God's Word. An increase in faith is the work of the Holy Spirit as we live in and meditate on God's Word continually. And in February 2015, Nick Watson, a prophet from the Australian Apostolic Movement, brought this Word to our church. He actually got this Word and emailed it in, if you think you missed him here. Your new name has aligned you with God's purpose of revival through the saints. This is a revival not like of old when people are supernaturally drawn to the Lord and the church. This is a true book of Acts revival of the people being activated to go into and change the world with the love, truth and power of God. With your new name comes a new mantle as happened with Abraham and Jacob. Like the hovering of the Spirit in Genesis 1, the Word needed to be spoken before the supernatural action could commence at the next level of God's intention. This new anointing is both corporate and personal. Those who act in biblical Spirit-led faith will activate the acts of God. Yes and amen. You got anything you want us to add to that right now? No? Not right now? Great. Let's see and stop for a moment. Don't go anywhere though. Thank you. So God has dreams for us as a church and as individuals. We have dreams in God of the things that Perhaps he's showing us or we'd like to accomplish. Let me read you a passage of scripture, Ephesians chapter 3. If you've got your Bibles, go there or click there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. When I think of all of this, he's just finished writing about God's plan of salvation. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep His love is. May you experience 
the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want to just focus for a couple of moments on verses 19 to 21. May you experience the love of Christ. I love this. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great for you to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. May you, may you, but his works in us. I love that because Paul is writing this passage and he's saying, you know, may God do these things. May you get a revelation. May you dream the God dreams. May God do incredible things in your life because the same God that is prompting you is the God that is at work in us. Remember he started the letter, I, Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, Paul, who was sent out and saw half the world basically come to Christ through my ministry, wrote half the New Testament or more or about that. And us, the same God that's at work in Paul, is, in, is at work in us. God wants to do these incredible things in your world, in your life, through your life, by the power that is in us. I like that. That's inclusive. The same power that was in Paul is in me. The same power that is in me is in you. The same power that is in you is in the person that's sitting next to you. If they know Jesus Christ is their Lord and Saviour. I love that. May you experience the love of God. Did you know that God's love is to be experienced? God's love is to be experienced. In fact, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The scripture is saying that in my mind alone I cannot comprehend the love of God. It's too big. It's out there. He's out there. I cannot, if I can wrestle with his love all day long and I'm still not going to fully comprehend the love because to fully un, uh, comprehend God's love, I need to experience his love. And I wonder how many of us in this room this morning are grappling with the love of God when in fact we need to be experiencing the love of God in order to understand the love of God. And sometimes, as much as a gift as our mind is, we've just got to turn it off and say, Lord, I want to experience your, I need to experience your love. I'm grappling with your love. I do not get it. I do not quite get who you are, how big you are. What, I need to experience who you are. I need to experience your love as a son, as a daughter. I need to experience your love. 
My kids just don't want to grapple with the fact that they think I love them. They want to experience my love toward them. And we're the same. We're exactly the same with our Father and he in heaven. And he says that actually we're not going to comprehend it fully. We need to experience the love of Christ because it's too great to understand fully. And that we're made complete. If we experience it, we're made complete with all the fullness of his power. Then he goes on, now all glory to God. Who is able? How much can God achieve? What is there that God cannot do? All glory to God. Who is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think? So you see, it doesn't matter how big the God dreams are, you just put on the piece of paper. Because God, according to his word, can accomplish more. Because he can accomplish more than we can think. Well, you had to think that to put it down, didn't you? Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yes? Yes. Great. You can say yes back. It's okay. I only bite sometimes. Yes? yes? You had to think it to get it onto the page. Scripture says God can do more than that. Yeah. How big is your God? How amazing is your God? How awesome is your God? Is he limited by what you wrote on your list? In fact, can I state it another way? Is what's written on your list even worth submitting to God? Or did you write something on your list that if you work hard and if you pull all the boxes together, you can achieve? Because I think God wants us to dream bigger. In fact, I think God wants us to dream dreams that we have no way of fulfilling in our own strength, with our own intellect, in our own power, with our own resource, because God is not going to be showing off in that. I reckon, I reckon God's chosen me to do what I do because I've got no show of doing it right. And I'm not under any false illusions of that. I think when things happen and they're great and you go, wow, there is not a lot of chance, unless I've gone off track somewhere, of me going, I am good. Did you see that? I'm flipping awesome. Did you see the way I pulled that together? Did you see the way I created that or I formulated that environment so that would take place? I don't think there's a lot of chance. I think God knows I'm not bright enough. I think he knows that I'm just not smart enough, I haven't got the resources or anything else, that when he pulls something together, it's going to be like, wow, there wasn't a show of that happening with Sheridan. All glory to God. All glory to God. What did you write on your page? Was it an all glory to God dream? Or was it, if I get all my ducks in a row, because if, you get, if, if, it's a, if I get all my ducks in a row dream, you need to take your pen and scribble it out. That's not a God dream. That's an ego dream. That's a when I'm having a good day dream. Just scribble it out. No one's looking. 
and write something worthy of God on the page. Write something that only God can do in and through you. And if you don't yet know what that is, that's all right. That's all right. I love the way the Amplified um, translation puts these verses. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Again, are we operating from here or are we operating from faith? Faith is experiential. Are we operating just from what we can rationalise? Well, I, I think God can do this. I think, I think, I think, I think. Your brain is a gift from God. No doubt about it. Some got a better gift than others. But your brain is a gift from God, but your brain is also the one thing that will limit and stop you moving in faith. And in the realms of faith, because we rationalize, where God says, come on, experience me, and you'll have a whole full understanding. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest, richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. The Bible does suggest here that actually we cannot fully comprehend God without experiencing him. So can I ask you the question this morning, have you experienced the love of God? What does the love of God look like? What does the love of God feel like? Have you experienced him? Do you know what it is? Can you say, I know the felt presence of God? Because that could be a mystical place out there somewhere, or that could be a place that we step into daily, momentarily, and know. Why don't you close your eyes just for a moment? Holy Spirit, I ask this morning that people would know your felt presence. That you would stop our minds getting in the way. And this morning that we would know your presence in this room. That we would know your presence in our lives. And this morning we would feel your presence in our world from within. That every person in this room this morning, Holy Spirit, would feel your presence. would experience your love.
I know, Holy Spirit, there's so many ways to experience your love. But this morning, I'm asking that you would transfer some of that experience through your felt presence in this place in people's lives. And some of you just need to relax this morning and stop trying to make this happen with your mind and just open our hearts. the love of God feel like this morning just allow yourself to go there can I also suggest to you this morning that the love of God looks like and the love of God feels like goodness it's what the love of God looks like it's what the love of God feels like if I carry on just through these verses quickly now to him who this can only refer to God alone now to him who by the action of his power at work within us God's work is not static The power that is at work, His power is not static. The power that is work within us, the power that's miraculous power at work within us to carry out His purpose and do super abundantly, that is exceeding in quantity and exceeding in quality, far above and above all that we dare ask. That means all we could ask or beg for or call for or crave for or desire or require, or think, that is understand, perceive, consider infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to Him. Be glory in the church. The church community is to be a reflection of the full expression of the glory of God. That's His desire of the church. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The church, the community, is to be a reflection of the full expression of the glory of God. Another way of putting that is wherever, whenever. Be like Jesus. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I think God is absolutely amazing. I think He's phenomenal. I think He's so far above what we're thinking. We try to bring Him to our level so often, where we should be trying to go to His level. And then Steve McCracken, as Jan said, read, prophesied, it is time for many believers to receive and run with a larger vision than what they currently have. Father, I pray today you would release a larger vision in your people. Father, that we would dream God dreams, that we wouldn't be limited by what we can think, but we would hear from you, Holy Spirit, and we would be bold enough to dream those dreams and then hold them until they become a reality. In Jesus' names. 
He went on and he said, many people living are living in protective mode. You believe this will keep you safe, but in truth, it will keep you bound. John 10, 10 says, I've got a life for you. It's greater. The life that's keeping you bound, it says, is the life of the thief who comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus says, I've got a life for you. Greater, greater abundance. Father, I pray this morning that we would step out of the safe zone. That you would stir each one of our hearts as we go on with the rest of the day and as we go on with the week, that you would stir our hearts and that we wouldn't settle for less and we wouldn't settle for safe, but we would pursue you and we would invite you to unlock our hearts and then we would grapple with what you show us. I know it's going to be bigger than we can comprehend for many, for all. But Lord, that you would help us grapple with that. And that faith would rise. That as a people, we would be a people of faith. A people who say yes and amen to what you show us. A people who step toward you, not try to bring you down and limiting you. Limiting you to our level but of people who would step up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I ask you to stand just as I close? And How about putting your calf muscles against the seat? And then in just a moment, I want us to take a little step forward as far as we can. Till our thighs are touching the seat in front, unless you're particularly short, in which case it could be your waist. I just want you to step forward in a moment. And what you're doing is we're stepping forward into His presence this morning. And as we step into His presence, I want to pray that limitations of thinking are broken. I want to pray for a release of beyond thinking, beyond rational, beyond consideration, beyond normal. And my prayer is that God will stir us. How about you take a step forward? Father, this morning I am praying and I'm asking and I'm saying that we need beyond thinking. We need beyond imagination. We need to encounter your experience. Father, that our journey with you would not be limited in any way, shape or form to our mind or our mind's capacity, but that each one of us in this room today and ongoing would experience your love. And then that others through us would experience your love so that we can come to a full knowledge, a full understanding in Jesus' name. This morning, Lord, I'm asking you to download God dreams, to impart God thoughts, that this week we would experience your love in Jesus' name. Amen. And keep your heads bowed for a moment, because if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, if you're not currently walking with Him, or you have walked with Him and you step right back, and this morning you're going, boy, He feels a long way away. 
The Bible tells us he's not a long way away. He's right here. And what he requires from us is that we humble ourselves, that we say, Jesus, I desire to walk in relationship with you. I desire to know you. I desire to build relationship with you. I desire to experience your love. I know I've made a mess of things in my own right. And it feels like this is wall here because I'm not good enough. Well, you're right, we're not good enough. That's why Jesus went to a cross. That's why he died, that's why he rose again. Because in doing so, he's taken any sense of a wall away and he's saying, come on, let's get this thing on the road. Come on, journey with me. Come on, walk with me. Come on, experience me. And he said, if you're prepared to confess me in front of people as your Lord and Saviour, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. This morning, if you've never started a relationship with Jesus, or as I said, you're feeling really distant and you're going, you know, I need to, I need to start again. God's good at restarts. Second chances, fifth chances, hundredth chances. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand just in a moment as I finish. And you're not lifting it to me, you're lifting it to God, but I want to acknowledge your response to Him this morning. When you're lifting your hand, you're saying, Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I want to walk in relationship with you. Jesus, I want to experience you. And today I choose to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, can you give me a wave just so I can see your hand, please? Don't have to hold it up long. Just make sure I see you. couple more seconds. Thank you. Lord, my prayer today is that you would download, that you would impart, that we would experience your love. And then as your church, we would reflect the fullness of your love wherever we are and whenever we are by being like Jesus. Let your blessing, let your peace rest on your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Pastor Sheridan a hand. Thank you. Wonderful words. Encouraging to dream a dream and experience the love of God. Isn't that cool? Well, church, before we go, we got a, have we got time? 10.25. What we'll do, um, if you would like to receive prayer this morning, feel free to come to the front. If you have a headache, a sore neck, Come. If you have any other need, come. We'd love to stand with you and pray. Remember to pick up a food bag um, and sign up for that and collect food. Take it to your place of work. Also, in the next service, as Pastor Sheridan has said, we have Activate DNA. If you haven't been through one of those classes, can I encourage you to come along? They are really, really good. And I'm sure you'd learn a lot about the church and the church movement, even if you've been here for some time. And we have chocolate as well. So uh, let me pray before we go. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time in your house today. Lord, we've been able to express our worship to you. Father, we thank you for the wonderful word to dream big dreams in you. 
Father, I pray, may we know and experience your love. And Lord, as we would go now, may we be purposed in our giving, knowing knowing that you are purposed, Lord, in providing uh, employment and opportunity for us to generate wealth. May we sow it into your kingdom, Lord, to see your name made famous and the good news of Jesus spread far and wide. And everybody said, Amen. God bless.